The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Yeah, it is draft weekend. The biggest weekend of drafting in the fantasy calendar. And we are here to give you a 12-team, three-receiver PPR mock draft on the air. It is me, I'm Adam Azer, with Dan Schneier and Heath Cummings. The three of us plus nine listeners. Let's get the draft started. Dave Kuhn has the first pick and I got all of these through Facebook one on Twitter so please join our Facebook group so you'll be eligible to get into drafts in the future uh the second pick the first pick was McCaffrey the second pick was Kamara from Chris one of our listeners Dalvin Cook goes third and Dan you are on the clock remember this is one quarterback two running backs three receivers tight end flex DST and five bench spots okay Dan take us through your thoughts here with the top three off the board so this is actually a spot where recently we've put a lot of content out there. It's kind of easy with those first three picks. You know where they're going to go, and there's really no reason to debate. But in this format, I normally would go I normally would go Henry, but in this format, I think that I'm going to land on Ezekiel Elliott. I like what I've seen from him so far. More importantly, I like the Dallas offensive line. They're getting he- they're they're healthy again, and they got a lot of talent there. I think they could be a top five unit again with Dak. They should be in scoring position a bunch. So I'm going Zeke here. I don't feel totally great about it. I wish I had a top three pick. I think four is the worst spot, but I'll go Zeke. Okay, and I think I was going to tell you that whatever you did there, I was going to do in the draft I have tonight, Thursday evening, with the fourth pick. So I think you just made up my mind for me. Let's see if hashtag Azer stats takes Henry. Yes, that was Christian. He took Henry. Heath, you're on the clock with the sixth pick. I have the eighth pick. So the three of us are picking fourth, sixth, and eighth. All right, uh, Heath, I, I know you could take Devontae Adams. You could you could take uh, two Packers. You could take two different Chiefs. Who are you going to go with here at six? I haven't built a Travis Kelsey team in a while. And I actually realized yesterday as I was going through my rosters, like I've drafted Travis Kelsey in plenty of mucks. I have zero real teams right now with Travis Kelsey. Oh, do you want to play this league out? This is not a real team, and I do not want to play this out. It just I was just telling you that we are taking Travis Kelsey tonight in the For the People draft, and I am also no, going to take not. Travis Kelsey right now. It's a super flex league. We're not going to take Kelsey eighth. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. <laughs> no, I'll be to take the first round pick then. You could have the second round pick. If Kelsey's there, you go for it. All right, so you took Kelsey. So that's McCaffrey, Kamara, Cook, Zeke, Henry, Kelsey, this is Derek Richard on right now. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? This is not from Facebook. These uh, these listener these uh, listeners and viewers here. These are from our our Tuesday night YouTube streams. That's right. So this I wasn't on this particular one when we got these audience members, but not not Dave's brother, Derek Richard. That's his team name. Is sadly not Dave's brother. He is on the clock with the seventh pick. He dedicated. He uh, he's so dedicated. He donated to St. Jude. We love. Derek Richard, unless he auto picks, 
then I will not like him anymore. Derek, are you there? You've got 10 seconds left to make your pick. All right, uh, we've got Aaron Jones. we got Eckler. we got the, the all the wide receivers still on the clock. And Derek is not in the draft room. Oh, Adam. come on, Derek. You're better than that. All right, I'm going to try to reach out to him. Who should we take for Derek? Aaron Jones? I'm taking, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm taking yeah Aaron that's Jones. who I would normally take there. So I think Aaron Jones is the correct pick. Okay, so that brings me now at uh, pick number eight. It's wide receiver time for Adam Azer. I think it is. Yeah, three yeah. receiver league. I like Austin Eckler quite a bit, but he there is a little uncertainty there, and there's pretty much none with Devontae Adams. So let's go ahead and take Adam. And, and also, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in the running back I'll be able to get in round two. I think Mixon could be on the board. So, uh, well, it's a bit of a gamble. Might even get Najee. I'd love to get Najee. That'd be great. Uh Christian Stafford takes Austin Eckler. Hey, if you guys wouldn't mind, Heath, can you kind of narrate? Or, or Dan, I'm going to send an email to Derek and see if I can get him in the league. Yeah, I can narrate. We, it's now 46 seconds on the clock and counting down. Azer's Barber is on the clock. His name is Peyton, which makes sense. Azer, oh, Azer's Barber Peyton. His name is Dinesh. One of the friends of the program. <laughs> this Peyton, is Peyton Barber. Very good. I get it. I get it. You, you get it. Um, and yeah. Uh, did someone say that Tyreek Hill went after Austin Eckler? That makes sense. This is the tough spot, right, Dan? Yeah, I think in PPR leagues, though, full point like we are playing in, it, it makes sense for me to go Tyreek there. And I think I like the pick right after from Denister for Saquon Barkley. We just saw a report a few minutes ago, maybe an hour ago, that Barkley was in live contact drills. There's optimism he's going to be there for week one. And so I think he will be playing week one. And, and so now you can get him at 11. This is, in my mind, going to be the latest you'll ever draft Saquon Barkley. What, what are you talking about? Oh. His ADP is like 14 now. This season, I, today. I'm sorry, this, this season. season will be the latest. I meant, I meant this season. Okay. I meant this season will be the cheapest you'll be able to get Barkley. Uh, that's, be my guess. I, I, that's, yeah, I think that's probably true for the next two or three years, assuming that Barkley doesn't miss four plus games this year due to injury. If he misses four right. plus games this year, then he just gets the injury prone tag. He gets the never drafting Saquon Barkley from half the league <laughs> treatment. And he's just second round Saquon for right. at best for the rest of his life. All right, let me recap round one. McCaffrey, Kamara, surprise there. Cook, Zeke, Henry, Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Eckler, Tyreek Hill, Barkley, Nick Chubb went in round one. So we've got the team 12 went running back receiver, Chubb and Diggs. Team 11 took Barkley and then Jonathan Taylor, which is exactly how Schneier uh, started out a draft a few weeks ago. But he had the 12th pick and he went Barkley, Taylor. Team 11 took Barkley, then Chubb and Diggs went off the board, and then Team 11 took Taylor again. That's Azers Barber, Peyton. Antonio Gibson is the 15th pick. Uh, I'm one pick away from getting Najee Harris. So that would be a Tyree Kill, Antonio Gibson start. I think a lot of play, a lot of people drafting in the back. Oh, Mixon off the board. That is awesome. Najee Harris is mine. Boy, that worked out. I'm I'm really happy about this. Uh, I'm excited about him. I think he's going to have a role in the passing game. I think he's. I think this might be the the, the uh, latest we're drafting Najee Harris in a long time. Uh, you're going forward anyway. I, I, I have I have a couple of questions for you in regard to Joe Mixon versus Najee Harris. Yeah, because I think that's a really interesting debate. Who do you think gets more targets? <sighs> I actually uh, think Harris, Harris is going to get more targets. Yeah, Harris. I think I think the way that Roth plays these days, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of checkdowns there. And but last was year three he threw, last year he threw to running backs fewer than any time, times than any quarterback in football. 
Uh, yeah, they didn't have Najee Harris, you know, and he's no, he's but they had Deontay Juju and Claypool. Connor. Yeah, uh, you know yeah. what, Heath, I, I I don't care because I think it's going to be pretty close. I I think their touches are going to be very similar. I just it's don't... also was a really different system last year where they were just kind of in a spread formation with a lot of receivers on the field getting it out really quick. I'm not saying it will change that much, but even if it changed a little bit from Roth being under center, a little bit more play action, a little bit more, you know, leak outs to the running back. It's possible. When, when did we I start like calling we've him seen a little bit of it in the preseason? When did we start calling him Roth? This is a thing now. Let's make a. Uh, oh, I always called him. Did Roth. I miss that? What am I supposed to be? Big Ben? Am I supposed to call him Big <laughs> Ben? I've always called him Roth. Rothlisberger. Uh, that's fine. You own that. Okay, so Derek Richards on the clock again. <laughs> we'll make a pick for him. Aaron Jones was his first pick. Do we go Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, or a different wide receiver? Do we go Clyde Edwards Elair or or David Montgomery? Do we go tight? Do we go Darren Waller? What do we do with it's the wide receiver? It's right. wide receiver time. It's your your preference of Hopkins, AJ Brown, or Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I'll yeah. go. I'm I've gravitated to Ridley at four, so I'll take Ridley here for him. Um, all right, so that's Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley. That that's team seven. Team eight is me. Started out with uh, Devontae Adams and and uh, so that's interesting. You know, Aaron Jones and Calvin Ridley, or Adams and Najee Harris. I'd rather have. The Adams Harris side. How about you guys? Again, Jones Ridley. Jones Ridley versus Adams and Harris. You go and Jones. Yeah, I'd, go, I'd go Jones Ridley. Dan. I would definitely go with Ridley there, and uh, actually, yeah, Ridley first. Okay, yeah, I don't. I'm not big sure on you, Ridley this year. I'm not sure you heard the question, but that's fine. Uh, I was talking about the sorry the combo. <laughs> no, because you're on you're on deck. I, <laughs> I missed it. Uh, Heath went DeAndre I know, Hopkins. I was planning my next pick. Heath, who's, who was your first-round pick? Uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, all right. So Kelsey and Hopkins. This will be an interesting team. Hashtag Azer Stats is on the clock. This is Christian. He has Derrick Henry, and he took DK Metcalf. All right, Dan, you're on the clock with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, this one to me, I'm guaranteed receiver here. We're in a full point PPR league, and I'm generally somebody who either builds zero RB or more likely what I like to build is hero RB, as some would call it, or the the lone one R- big RB and then kind of punt RB2 or try to find you know different types of pass catching backs to put in RB2, maybe a Pollard, maybe a Dylan Late in case of injury. So I'm going receiver here, but I do like the elite tight end strategy as well. So I'm kind of hoping to get Waller on the comeback. So I'm not a big Kittle fan, but I'm going Justin Jefferson here. Love his upward trajectory, and I am a little bit worried about the A.J. Brown knee injury. I'm not too worried yet, but the fact that he had two off-season surgeries on the knee and it's starting to bother him a little bit already, it doesn't make me feel great. Okay. All right, so you take Jefferson. He goes right after Metcalf. I think there's zero chance you get Darren Waller, but we will see. A.J. Brown. Yeah. Now, I do think there's a chance you could take Kittle, so we'll see if you'll do that. I won't take three. Kittle, no. Okay. I'm out on Kittle. Metcalf, Jefferson, Brown going back to back to back. That's not a huge surprise. Allen Robinson off the board. Now here's Dave with uh, the Christian McCaffrey squad. And to me, you know, you got to take Waller here. It's just, especially with that run of wide receivers of Hopkins, Metcalf, Jefferson, Brown, Robinson. You got to go Waller here. Heath actually has Kittle ranked ahead of Waller. I guess I didn't realize that. Oh, he took Kittle. There's Kittle. All right. Wow. All right, yeah, Dan. Things have I changed. Think especially, especially with if this Brandon IU can't hamstring injury lingers into the off, off or the regular season. I just mm-hmm. I had really overlooked how good George Kittle was last year when he played. And how completely and utterly unaffected he was by Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel when they were all three on the field. 
Absolutely. And it just yeah, feels man, a honest. little bit like what we did with Darren Waller before last year when they drafted Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards mm. and said, well, obviously Darren Waller's target share is going down. And it didn't. It went, It got bigger. Yeah, but I, yeah, but who's better if like best case scenario for Kittle and best case scenario for Waller? Who's better? Um, are we that depends, but I think you have to decide. Do you think that George Kittle is only allowed to score five touchdowns or could George Kittle have a big touchdown season like Darren Waller did? I don't see. I they, still believe that George Kittle could have a big touchdown season. I think I think Trey I think Trey Lance might destroy those plans, like being in at the goal line and all that stuff. I think I don't I don't really like George Kittle doesn't score a lot in the red zone anyway. He scores from forty yards out because he's better at anybody than breaking tackles um, as a pass catcher. But I that that could have some impact. I don't really think like I kind of think that Trey Lance is going to be Taysom Hill for most of this season. Yeah, but I think that could be bad. I, I think that could decrease the. Decreased the passing touchdowns for the 49ers even more than than it had. Um, so so I guess that just means I feel like Kittle's gonna have another five, six touchdown season, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think if you if you believe that Kittle's just forever stuck as the low touchdown guy, then that Waller definitely has more upside. I just don't believe that. I got I want to recap round two, and we're into round three, and uh both tight ends are off the board. So round two was Diggs, Jonathan Taylor, Gibson, Mixon. Harris, Calvin Ridley, Hopkins, Metcalf, Jefferson Brown, Allen Robinson. Then George Kittle went 24th. So the McCaffrey manager has George Kittle and then DeAndre Swift. Very interesting pick. Going ahead of David Montgomery, going ahead of Clyde Edwards-Elair, Chris Carson. It still doesn't feel like an amazing time for for running backs right now, like, you know, value-wise, maybe a couple of them. Uh, and then into round three, Swift, Darren Waller, Keenan Allen, and I will now resume the draft and get back to Dan Schneier. Sh- who do you got so far picking fourth? You have Ezekiel Elliott and Jefferson? Yes, and okay. so here my decision basically comes down to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who I've loved all offseason and will continue to like because he's playing in my mind. The tried-and-true, locked-in offense to be top five. You can speculate on others, but this one's going to be scoring a lot of points. We know that for sure. And I think he's going to have a bigger role in the passing game. Or Terry McLaurin, who I think is kind of the last of the potential target hogs in my mind left. I don't really see that happening for Woods, Lamb, not really as well. Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, those guys I don't see as well. My my, my concern with McLaurin is that I, I do really like Logan Thomas and I like Curtis Samuel, and I generally don't think that passing game is going to be prolific enough. So for me, I'm going to go against what I normally do and punt on RB2, essentially, and I'm going to take my second running back early here. Um, not happy I didn't get one of those tight ends. Now I kind of regret not going Waller in round two. I know it's, people say, oh, you can't go Waller in round two, but I, I like having a one of those three, really just one of those two tight ends for me um, on my roster because I'm not big on Kittle. So you want Clyde edwards Zelair to pair with Z- Zeke and Justin Jefferson. The next pick was Terry McLaurin, and now Heath, you're on the clock with Travis Kelsey and DeAndre Hopkins. I, I'm sorry, but can we just draft like normal people, like a little bit more like normal people? <laughs> We're in the middle of the third round, and Patrick Mahomes is still there. And Patrick Mahomes is not going to be there. For anybody else who's listening, I'm sorry that we keep doing this to you. I will take Patrick Mahomes so we can make this a little bit more like a real draft. Okay. Well, I have a question about that, Heath, because I think it's interesting. We just did a salary cap draft a couple days ago, and I got my homes for $11. No one outbid me there. And 
if you look at the prices for players who are in the $11 range, 11, 10, $9 range, we're talking about players who are way lower on the board than what you're, than what's coming off now. Like people paid more for land. People pay more for a lot of these guys. Why do you think that's the case? I guess in these, in the salary cap drafts versus these snakes, are you talking about the salary cap draft that we did or a different Yeah, one? correct. So the one, yeah, with the one we did a couple of days normal ago. people. Yeah, the, the industry league. Yeah, that's because it's an industry league. But uh, for me, I will say like 11. I have Patrick Mahomes at 14. I, it pained me to watch you win him for 11. I had just already <laughs> spent a huge chunk of my budget on a three first and second round picks. So I couldn't uh, gotcha. I couldn't do that. But I, I have Patrick Mahomes as the same price as Chris Carson and David Montgomery, who are third, second and third round picks for me. I have them the same price at wide receiver as guys like Terry McLaurin and Justin Jefferson. All right, let me recap right. a little bit of what's gone on here. For, for Derek Richard, I drafted, he had Aaron Jones and Calvin Ridley. I drafted David Montgomery for him. And then it's a little bit of a conflict of interest because I have the next pick, uh, but I... I Stuck, well, then let me choose. Stuck, uh, that's fine, yeah. I'll choose one way, you choose the other, because he's right in between our two picks. For my team, I had Najee Harris and Devontae Adams, and I took Chris Carson. So, um, I still, you know, look, I could have taken t- uh, Robert Woods. I could have taken CeeDee Lamb. But Somebody's I know- talking trash to you in the draft room about your selection. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Adam, for rushing for your RB2 and gifting me Robert Woods. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, look... You heard, I read Russell Wilson's comments the other day about like talking about all the weapons in the offense. He's like, then we're just going to hand it off to, to Carson. He's like, Carson is just locked in to being the lead running back who's also going to catch some passes on what's going to be top 10, maybe top five offense. I think that he's such a good pick in round three, I think. So I, somebody no sent a, a tweet to me in regards to our discussion with Ben Gretsch about what we should call Chris Carson in the RB dead zone because he's always in the RB dead yeah. zone and he always outperforms his ADP. And someone suggested that his new nickname be Pet Cemetery. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know that he's come back from the dead, but I get it. That's good. All right, let me recap round three Swift, Waller, Keenan Allen, Clyde Edwards, Zelair. McLaurin, Mahomes, Montgomery, Carson, Woods, Lamb, Cup. Okay, you're going to see these wide receivers, Woods, Lamb, Cup, Godwin, Evans, DJ Moore. It's all going to be lock it. It's all going to be personal preference at this point. You shouldn't pay too much attention to ADP. Beginning in the middle of round three and going all the way to maybe the middle of round five, Adam Thielen will be in that group. Uh Deontay Johnson, some for some people, T. Higgins. It's just going to be personal preference. Take the guy you want. Um, but now we'll get the wide receiver run. But we're also going to get some really interesting running backs going here. Amari Cooper, round th- uh, the last pick of round three, and then Josh Allen, the first pick of round four. Heath, what looks strong? Tyler Lockett off the board. What looks stronger right now, the running backs or the wide receivers? Uh, They're remaining. Is, for me, there's one wide receiver left who I'd be really happy to get with my next pick. Um I feel that's I feel that same way about running back. There's one there's one who stands out above the rest to me and he just went off the board. So James Robinson. Okay. So the the best running backs available in Heath's rankings are Miles Gaskin, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds, Gus Edwards, Damian Harris, Daryl Henderson. I mean it's solid, but round four might feel like a reach for a lot of people, especially in PPR. Um, Chris Godwin just went, I am on the clock. My team has two running backs and a wide receiver. Najee Harris, Chris Carson, and Devontae Adams. 
you know, I, I think I'll be able to get Hawkinson in round five. Otherwise, I'd take Andrews here. So I'm looking at wide receiver. DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Julio, Evans, Juju. DJ Moore is not a bad pick here. I think that's probably where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to go with DJ Moore. Very interested to see his catches. He had 66 catches in 15 games last year, but he was he was a much different receiver the year before. Different quarterback now. Um, solid. I think a solid pick. Not necessarily a league winner. I think I don't think the touchdowns will be there, but happy with DJ Moore. Okay, this. Uh, so I'll now make the next pick for Derek Richard because Heath is on deck, and he, this team here out of the seven spot is Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and Calvin Ridley. How do you how do how do you feel about the fact that you've drafted a better team for Derek Richard than you have for yourself? D- disagree. <laughs> disagree completely. But I think for Derek Richard, let's not make it too. <laughs> I'd give him Mark Andrews. That's the yeah. perfect pick. I think maybe why don't we give him Miles Gaskin and see how his team turns out? Because he's Mark Andrews is the best player available on my board, and it's a position that he doesn't have one of yet. Okay, well, I think it's a reach, but Finesse just chimed in in the chat. Adam Az- and Adam Azer sniping DJ Moore 17 picks before I was going to take him. <laughs> well, that's it. the thing. I mean, DJ Moore, Tuesday night when we did the, the stream on YouTube, Heath drafted for me because I couldn't make it and took DJ Moore 37th overall, first pick of round four. And then, or that was, I'm sorry, I think that was last week. This past Tuesday, DJ Moore went. At the end, at the, to the same team in the 12 spot, but 60th overall. That was my pick too. So yeah, good job. So like I said, it's all personal. <laughs> it's all personal preference, um, and it's a big mish, mishmash of wide receivers who are very similar. Okay, Heath, who did you take? I took Deontay Johnson. Someone in the draft room had challenged me to go zero RB after I took Kelsey, and so <laughs> why not? I've now got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I've also got DeAndre Hopkins and Deontay Johnson. Okay, uh, the next pick was Mike Davis, and that means Dan is on the clock. Fourth overall pick was Ezekiel Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Justin Jefferson, and what else are you going to do? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, so here I really want to get Kyle Pitts. Luckily, I've looked ahead and I know that two of the three next three teams drafting before me on the snake have taken tight ends already. So I'm going to take a chance here and hope that he's not taken by the last team. And I'm going to go with Mike Evans. I really need to build out my receivers right now. I only have one, which is not, in my opinion, great through three rounds in a PPR, full PPR league. So taking another here, I'm going Mike Evans between Mike Evans and Julio for me. But I feel like I'm going with the safer call here with Evans. Okay, that gives you Zeke, CEH, 
Justin Jefferson, and Mike Evans. And now we've got six more picks until Dan is up again. And this is the third overall pick. This is Fantasy Cantina. Let's take a look at this team here. So this team has Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, and Keenan Allen. Could take Miles Gaskin. Also, I think the quarterbacks might start coming off the board pretty soon. Miles Gaskin, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, Gus Edwards, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, all available. And here's the he, he takes Lamar Jackson. Okay. Julio Jones gets taken by team This Is Fine. That's with the second pick. So through four rounds, This Is Fine has Kamara. This is an interesting squad. Kamara, Waller, Allen Robinson, and Julio Jones. Nothing wrong with that. This is the first pick now from Dave. Sorry, let me get his team up. I know it's obviously McCaffrey and Kittle and Swift. And now he has the next two picks. Also, I have a question for you, Adam. By the way, sure. this is something I was considering. When you do these drafts on our CBS room, are you using Jamie's ranks, Heath's ranks, uh, Dave's ranks, or the projections? I don't use the projections. I toggle through all of the rankings um, to see who, you know. In fact, that's a very, very smart it's answer. It's the truth. Very smart answer. It's the truth. Now, for this one, I start on Heath's rankings because he's drafting two picks ahead of me. So I'd like to know kind of what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. And then uh, I'll, I'll toggle through the others and see who they have as their highest ranked guy at a certain position. Uh, the first pick by Team 1 was Juju. So now he has McCaffrey and Swift. Juju as his wide receiver one. It's like you don't usually see Juju go 48th overall. Other wide receivers he could have taken were Thielen. Let's see. Heath's rankings are Anderson, Jamar, Robbie Anderson, Jamar Chase, Claypool, Thielen. Yeah, so well, it's totally like, fine. Juju would have been number one in that he, group, right? Yeah, he was obviously looking at my rankings because Robbie Anderson and Juju were my top two wide receivers. And he took them both. T. Great Higgins job. off the board. Really nice turn. <laughs> so that's frustrating to me because T. Higgins just went 50th, and I thought with the team that I took DJ Moore, I thought I would be able to get Higgins with the next pick. Um, at least I thought he'd be an option, and he was not. So, yeah, like it's like I'm sitting there with that team. I'm five picks away or something like that. And I have to choose between top five quarterback, TJ Hawkinson, and then maybe, you know, a third wide receiver with huge upside like Chase Claypool or maybe Chase Evans. So this is gonna be a tough, it's gonna be a tough pick. Maybe it'll be made for me. Um, all right, here's here's Nathan on the clock, Fantasy Cantina, and Dan on deck. Fantasy Cantina so far has Dalvin Cook, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, and Lamar Jackson, and he just took Josh Jacobs. It's like I don't care how much you don't like Josh Jacobs. Guy. Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs in round five, Heath. Is that is that really good value at this point? It's it's fantastic value. And I, I actually uh, tweeted this earlier today, and I just discovered, it like, just came into my head during the show. But like the whole Kenyon Drake $5 million thing, I'm kind of over talking about it. Yeah, who cares? This, this team paid John Brown $3 million to practice with him for a summer. <laughs> <laughs> they paid Jason Witten $4.75 million to back up Darren Waller last year. And he didn't do anything. Yeah, that's, so, a, great, that's a great point. I, I am just not going to worry about that that much. Um, I am going to take someone here with my fifth pick that I has moved up my draft board. I haven't actually made the change in the rankings yet because I've been running like crazy the last 48 hours. But I am less concerned about Adam Thielen with Irv Smith out for the year. Mm -hmm. And I think Adam Thielen now in round five is a pretty good value as a number three wide receiver. 
All right, so I just want to, I'm going to pause the draft and talk this, about this a little bit. I'm also going to promote something real quick. You can actually listen on your smart speakers. Not sure if you're aware of this, but if you have Google, you can say, hey, Google, play the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Or if you have Alexa, say, Alexa, play the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Today podcast, and bam, it'll come up right on your smart speakers. Also, you can still donate to St. Jude. Go to cbssports.com slash eBay, and you can find some things that you can bid on. Um, looking at this run here, this is a really good draft. I mean, people have done a great job so far. Uh, I have not seen any reach. So I actually think if you're listening at home, you will have an easier time assembling a great team than what we're dealing with here because we are drafting with people who are really drafting like analysts. I'm not going to say that the analysts always get it right, but they haven't made any crazy picks. There's only three quarterbacks off the board, I think, so far. Uh, is Josh Allen even off the board? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Josh 30, Allown and Lamar Jackson have both been taken. Allen went to the 3-4 turn, right. I think. Yes, he did. Um, so the other thing here is that we just have had an incredible run on wide receiver beginning in the middle of round three, and we've paused the draft in the middle of round five. If anybody wants to count how many have gone in, you know, in the two-round range, it's probably like 18 of the last 24 picks or something. Uh, so that means... You know, coming back to the end of round five, if you have a late pick and this is your fifth pick, if people are drafting like this in a three-receiver league, a two-receiver league, don't even worry about it. It'll be different. A three-receiver league, you know, you might not feel great about your options, but we still have Jamar Chase, Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddell, you know, and then you might feel like you're reaching a little bit in round five. Dan did get his tight end. He got Kyle Pitts. Round five so far is Robbie Anderson, Higgins, Josh Jacobs, Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judy, Adam Thielen. And I don't know about you guys, but I always feel like there's a dance going on between running back and wide receiver where it's like, okay, right now the wide receivers are better. Here comes the run. All right, now it's the power shifting a little bit back toward the running backs. Here comes, maybe we'll get like Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds, Miles Sanders. I think they're all going to come off the board pretty quickly. Damian Harris, Gus Edwards. That might be where the value is right now. We also have Hawkinson and these elite quarterbacks still left. So, all right. With that being said, Heath, you get to make this pick for Derek Richard as we take a look well, at his team. Real quick. Can I get you to agree to something? He has Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Calvin Ridley, and Mark Andrews. I would like... I, I think there have not been enough quarterbacks that have gone off the board, and I think this is a good spot for Dak, but I also think that either Dak or Russell Wilson's going to come back in round six. Will you just agree to take the one of those two if they're there in round six, and then I'll take the other player that I would take for him right now? Probably. What about Kyler? He's not in the mix. Oh, Kyler. Kyler is yeah. my, si my sixth quarterback. Okay. Um, I think he's much more likely to go before those guys. Like, he will be gone before he picks oh, again. Oh, Miles sure. Gaskin is still on the board? Dear God. That's who I'm going to take for Derek. Okay, good, because I didn't want to have to pass him up again. It won't let me take him, so you take oh, Miles sorry. Gaskin. All right, Miles Gaskin is the pick for Derek. <laughs> like, this is, you know, I, sometimes you're going to get this group of running backs, Gaskin, Sanders, Edmonds, Edwards, Harris, going in late round four, round five. In this draft, they're going to go in late round five, round six. It's just unpredictable. So I'm on the clock with... Najee Harris and Chris Carson, Devontae Adams and DJ Moore. I cannot believe how many good players are left. In fact, the running backs, the wide receivers, and the quarterbacks are too good for me to take TJ Hawkinson. I can't decide which running back I want. It's either Chase Edmonds, Miles. No, it's Gus Edwards for me, even full PPR. I'm going Gus Edwards there. I know he's not going to catch a lot of passes, but 56th overall, I think it's time for Gus. 
man, I, I'm, I, and Daryl Henderson, I love the running backs right now. This is tremendous. All right, let's see what. Gus, you know Gus who scares me a bit in full PPR, though, Adam. Are you not at he all should. scared of that? They all scare me. Especially, especially they, with Lamar Jackson likely to take some of those red zone rushing touchdowns. Lamar I just, Jackson had one. I don't one, know if I see the ceiling. Lamar Jackson had one carry inside the five last year. That's just not what he does. He scores from farther out, but they all scare me. Every one of these running backs has some type of wart. Uh, but Gus, I think, has... I think he gets to 14, 15 carries a game, and I think he scores a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. I think he probably... Like 14, I think it's a really good number for an estimate. That's that's not enough. If he's if he doesn't catch passes, it's not enough in a PPR league. I, I mean, it's, it's enough, enough for round six. Yeah, well, round five for me, but it's an, it's enough. Just it was tough for me to pass on Chase Edmonds because I know Edmonds um, is going to have I, some, some some catches. Yeah, I want you to go through, and you'll find a couple. I think you'll probably find Mark Ingram, but I want you to go through and look at all the running backs who caught fewer than twenty five passes or thirty passes or whatever. And had 220 carries in a season. Oh, and uh, we're good. Well, also, I feel like that Mark. Are you re- referring to that Mark Andrews season? I'm sorry, Mark, Mark Ingram season, Ingram season yeah, where, yeah, sure. where he caught like five or six receiving touchdowns. A total outlier was it that one? Yes. Can he have yeah, like five or six? Receiving? He did. Yeah. But the thing is, I I just I don't apply the same That's rules. No, of course not. I don't apply the same rules to the Ravens' offense. I just feel like they they're an outlier offense. You know. The 100%. But there are some rules. You have to find some rules to apply to them. But they're not without rule. They're just not <laughs> exactly the same rules. All right. The next few picks after I took Edwards were Hawkinson, Kyler, and Prescott. You know, you could you could just say, I'm just going to take the best player available. And if I had done that, it would have been Kyler Murray. And I'll just hopefully bank on the quarterback depth. I'm going to draft this team differently than I've ever drafted a team. Damian Harris comes off the board to end round five. And we still have the best players available, according to Heath, are Miles Sanders, Chase Edmonds, Daryl Henderson at running back. It's not tight end time right now because all of the big six are off the board. Jamar Chase, Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Ayuk just went. Will Fuller also went. Will Fuller went 61st, earliest I've ever seen him go. And uh, we've got Russell Wilson still available. Okay, so, so far in round... Six, we've got Fuller and Ayuk. Let's take a look at this team here. This is TJ's team. Uh, he is, he has the 10th overall pick. He is on the clock right now. Does anybody have his roster? I can't, yeah, good I team. Kyler Murray, James Robinson, and Antonio Gibson, Tyreek Hill, and CeeDee Lamb. Okay, let's see what he does. You can't, you can't go tight end here. I, I would think no. that he would go wide receiver, but it might be too hard to pass up the running back value. Yeah. That's the that's the dilemma. I'm I'm because I really want I really want Chase Claypool as my number three receiver. Are you are you wishing now with the running backs that are coming back? And there goes Miles Sanders. They may not all come back, but now that you see that either Chase Edmonds or Daryl Henderson's going to be there in round six, are you wishing you'd taken Hawkinson or a quarterback? Hmm. I think so. I think Kyler. Yeah, I think if I had Kyler and then. You know, I did not expect Chase Edmonds to be there. Maybe he won't. Henderson doesn't excite me as nearly as much as oh, Russell Wilson goes. And the thing is, like, I I'm just so excited about Chase Edmonds that even though this is now the fourth running back I'm going to have, and I'm passing up a breakout like Jamar Chase or Claypool. This I, is a th- yes, oh. it is. It is a three receiver league. 
If I were playing like best ball, I'd take a receiver here. I'm going to take Chase Edmonds. This is a best ball pick. If you're doing this, you're you're taking a bench running back when you don't have quarterback, tight end, or your third wide receiver filled in a PPI. Right. So tight end's not even an option here. Quarterback's not really an option either because Russell Wilson just went. I took Edmonds because if I were truly playing this league out, running back depth to me is the most valuable thing in fantasy. I believe I could make a trade. If my running backs hit, I think I could make a trade and upgrade a wide receiver. I would not want to use whatever roster I'm going to end up with. I probably wouldn't, you know, want to go too far into the season with it. I would be looking to make a trade. But my team right now is Najee Harris, Chris Carson, Chase Edmonds, Gus Edwards, Devontae Adams, and DJ Moore. You know, I know it's unusual, but I just liked Edmonds too much. Did you take Claypool for him or did he join the draft? I think he must have joined the draft. Oh, there we go. Uh, Derek is in. Well, that's disappointing because that was my next pick. He took Chase Claypool. <laughs> Good for Derek. He, he took I got my RB1. You took your first running back, Daryl Henderson. All right. Well, this fell nicely to me with two running backs off the board before me. I'm looking at a receiver here no matter what. I need to fill two more in my mind. Flexible should and will always be a receiver for me in full point PPR. I don't love what's left at receiver here, to be honest. Claypool stood out above me. I'm debating between Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, for me, Chenault. Those are the big three here. I'm going to go upside here with Jamar Chase. Um, Not totally convinced by it, but this is pretty late for him. I mean, 6'9". I know he's fallen to that in recent you know, recently, but I feel like right now the upside here is better than those guys with, with what I would be getting with Boyd and Chanel and still a Jaguars offense. I'm not certain will be too prolific in the passing game. Like, do you guys think that that what I did was really just not advisable taking a fourth running back before a quarterback or a third wide receiver in this three receiver league? It's. <sighs> It's not something I would do ever in a in a PPR league. It's different. I, I, I'm more open to it if it's not PPR, if it's half PPR. I would be more open to it if you had gone, I think if you'd gone wide receiver, wide receiver to start. Sure. I do have yeah. Devontae Adams, though. I mean, he's kind of like Christian McCaffrey right. in that he counts as like one and a half wide receivers. But I, I guess it's more, forget about taking the running back. It's more like, you know, building depth to trade, you know, just taking best player available and thinking, okay, I'm going to be active during the season. I'm going to turn this into something better than I, than I could have on draft day. If you're going to do that running back is a position to do it with. That's the easiest position to trade in season. But you know, we see it year after year, kind of what came about with the running back dead zone. A lot of these guys who look like they're going to be, you know, tradable assets right now won't ultimately be tradable assets. I'm not saying that's going to happen to you with any of these guys or all these guys, but it's certainly in play for guys like, in my mind, like Miles Gaskin and Chase Edmonds. People, you didn't take Gaskin, but uh, just players like, or did you get Gaskin? No, I, I, no, I did one. not. I took for, Edmonds. I took Edmonds. Gus Edwards and Edmonds. Edmonds. Yeah. yeah. But I I think you'll be able to trade um, Chase Edmonds or Gus Edwards for, I don't know, somebody like a Chase Claypool or Jamar Chase. <laughs> but you never know, man. Like, well, there's one running back injury, and all of a sudden, I get maybe I can get more than that. And, I, you know, I can at least... Early on, sure. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's not like wide receivers done here. We still have Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddell. Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay. I, you know, I like Devontae Smith. I can get him as my number three receiver. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. I missed some of your picks. Let's recap round seven so far. Round seven, Aaron Rodgers, Raheem Mostert, Cortland Sutton. Dan took LaVisca Chenault, 76th overall. Justin Herbert then went. Heath took Melvin Gordon as his RB2. 
By the way, when when did Javante Williams go? I must have missed him. Uh, yeah, he went right after I took Daryl Henderson. Ah, okay. Just before Jamar Chase. Yep. Sorry, you don't, you can't take your fifth running back. Damn here. it! You know what? This is why I shouldn't look at Heath's rankings because I because Javante Williams was staring at me and Heath has a buried and I didn't even notice. How about that? I I do think like there's been some interesting things that have come out about this whole Melvin Gordon Javante Williams situation um, with Teddy Bridgewater talking about how he reminds him of Alvin Kamara. And then Benjamin Albright, who I think knows the Broncos just about as well as anybody, saying that he still sees Melvin Gordon as the clear lead running back for Denver. And I just think about, like, Alvin Kamara as a rookie was awesome. But he averaged six yards per carry and 10 yards per catch and scored once every 10 touches. Um, He had, like, 700 rushing yards that year. He also didn't do anything until they traded Adrian Peterson. Uh, But... That would cast Melvin Gordon in the Mark Ingram role. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's weird. And that's it's Mel- kind of what I expect is is that Mark Ingram role for Melvin Gordon this year, where early in the year he's maybe a, a high end number two running back, and even throughout the year he's a low end number two running back unless he gets hurt. Okay, which I think you'll really like in round seven. Yeah, you will. Uh, all right, I just took Tom Brady. So you took Melvin Gordon. Derek took Antonio Brown. I took Tom Brady, gambling that one of the receivers I like will come back to me eight picks from now. And now we wait for Christian. So let's take a look at these teams as they make their picks. Christian, come on, Christian. I'm going to give another minute here. Sorry, let's get Christian's team up. Is this Christian's? We have two Christians in the league today. Well, we have probably more than that, but two people named Christian. (laughs) Russell Wilson. Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Robert Woods, Chris Godwin, and TJ Hawkinson. I haven't seen a team I didn't like so far. So kudos to everyone. It looks like Christian is uh, not around. Dan, you want to make this pick for him? He's got Wilson at QB. He's got Mixon, Eckler, Woods, Godwin, and Hawkinson. So he doesn't need a quarterback or a tight end. He needs a third receiver and a flex. I'm going to go receiver again here. Again, PPR league, I... Value it the most. I don't know if I can make. Can, am I allowed to make this pick? Oh, you tell me. Who, tell tell you. me who to take. Oh, never I'll mind. Tell you. He, he he did going it. upside. Jalen Jalen Waddle. He took oh, Jacoby Wires. He took Jacoby exact Myers. off okay. like the complete bizarro Jalen Waddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, okay, let's go to our next team oh, here. Boy. TJ is on the clock. TJ just took Kenny Galladay. So TJ has Kyler Murray, James Robinson, and Antonio Gibson. Uh, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Kenny Galladay, and Miles Sanders. Another team. I mean, it's very good. Very good. All right, let's take a look at this next team here from Azers Barber, Peyton. Very good. I like that. Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, and Jonathan Taylor. Like Just off the bat, I just love it so far. Uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk. That's really good. No issues here. And he just took Michael Carter. That's interesting. Who could he have taken? Yeah, running back sucks right now. <laughs> uh, you I mean, he should have taken Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon. You got, like, the high-end backups. You got the Bills guys. You got Ronald Jones and Fournette. Running back sucks now. Michael Carter wasn't a bad pick amongst running backs. Christopher Cooper is up. His team is Mac Attack. Let's see. He's had the 12th overall pick. And we are at the end of round seven here, pick 84. Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, Damian Harris, 
Stefan Diggs, Amari Cooper, and Will Fuller. This team makes me a little nervous. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fuller was a, was probably a reach. And he just took Jonu Smith. That's probably another reach. You just don't have to take Jonu Smith 84th overall. You definitely could get him later. It's it's not like it's not my least favorite team so far, but it's not my favorite team. Yeah. Mine's probably your least favorite team, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we don't yours is you're still receiving an incomplete. Yeah, it's true. I'm about to get my third receiver, and I think you'll like it more after that. All right, so Mac Attack is back with the 85th pick now. So he has Chubb, Harris at running back. Chubb and Damian Harris at running back. He has Cooper, Diggs, and Fuller at receiver, and he just took Jalen Waddle as his flex. John U. Smith and Josh Allen on his team. All right, let's go to pick number 86, Azers Barber. We just looked at this team. Yeah, I'm not going to look at Moments it again. Ago. Uh, he took Noah Fant. That is a really good pick, and you are going to have a really bad tight end. Me? That's fine. I don't care. A really I bad still tight see end. one tight end who stands out. Yeah, I mean, I still like Tyler Higby. Oh, Logan Thomas is still on the board. Yeah. You're not going to take, you're not going to take Logan Thomas. I'm not going to take Logan Thomas. I'd rather get a high-end receiver. I, I, I've learned enough. I've learned I, enough about tight ends. Like, it, there are five good ones every year, so I'm not passing up a yeah. wide receiver that I think I, would be a star. I mostly agree with that. I'm just I I regret to inform you that there are no longer any high end wide receivers left. Oh, I disagree completely. First of all, there's Michael Thomas. Secondly, there's Devontae Smith. Those are the only two. If they're I'm, gone, I might, and they won't be gone. I might take because Dallas Goddard just went. So Logan Thomas is going to last forever. There goes Michael Thomas. All right, yeah. Really excited about Devontae Smith as my number three receiver, 89th overall. I was a lot more excited before the new Eagles coaching staff don't basically care. told us that get, they're going to distribute targets like the old No, don't believe Eagles that. Coaching staff. Don't believe the hype. They traded up to draft Devontae Smith. Like, they're not... They're, no. This I mean, is, Nick Sirianni does come from a place that is generally amongst the leaders in tight end target share. Is that true? The Colts, yes. Last when, when year, they couldn't tight keep ends? tight ends healthy. They throw it to four different tight ends. Eh, whatever, man. Like, and they Devontae throw Smith a ton is the guy of running there. backs. He's so good. So just by the way he was getting open in one preseason game, he is going to be open a lot. He's going to catch a ton of passes. I, I just, I, I almost missed last year when we didn't have preseason games. So no, me too. we didn't have to. <laughs> and I am just absolutely over the moon that I was able to get Trey Sermon here. I that think is an, incredible. A, a perfect fit for me with Melvin Gordon. And so I started off with no running backs in the first five rounds, and I now have Daryl Henderson, Melvin Gordon, Trey Sermon. I don't think you should be too excited about that. I am pretty happy with it. His team is Mahomes, Henderson, Gordon, <clears throat> uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Oh, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, and Deontay Johnson. You do have that habit of overlooking or minimizing the best part of people's teams. <laughs> it is funny, yeah. Wow, I, what I, a snipe. It's like I just kind of look at running backs and, and wide receivers. It's like, oh, he also has the number one tight end and the number one quarterback. That's not a big deal. Uh, who who sniped? Oh, Marquez Callaway? You were going to take Marquez Callaway? I, I had Callaway on my queue for being picked at the end of round eight. That's generally where you can get him right now at round eight, or else you're not going to get him. I did not think it was going to happen. And then, because he's further down the ranks, obviously, boom, sniped right in front of me. So now I have to figure this one out on the fly. And I will be going here with a player who I think can 
be kind of a Marcus Callaway light as potential target hog uh, from his receiver core, especially with the T.Y. Hilton injury. I'm going Michael Pittman, a player who I really liked in the last draft class. He felt, felt like a Vince Jackson light to me, and I think he could be a solid fit there and get a ton of targets. So Heath, where where are we in the draft? We're ninety four picks in now. Give me this the landscape. The, yeah, this is the eighth round. It's the tenth pick. We are three picks away from the eight nine turn. It's just barely over the midway point. We have slightly fewer picks remaining than picks that have been made. We only have fourteen rounds, I think, of this draft, so we're way past the midway point. Uh, but you know what's good right now? Like, who, who's going to come off the board? What can people expect in their drafts at this range? This is a, a mixture of upside uh, fan favorites that get reached on a little bit and the guys that probably should have already been picked, but nobody wants to be the guy who drafts them. Like at the top, those guys are usually at the top of my rankings. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Debo Samuel, uh, James Connor, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, remember him? Like this is where all of those guys are. And when you make those picks, sometimes they work out very well, but no one is going to like them on draft day. You take someone like Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Mecole Hardman, Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, they can get much more excited about the potential upside right. of those types of players. Uh, Corey Davis went 94th and then Jalen Hurts went 95th and one auto Dave here. said it's not working. It's not working. I guess he's frozen up. Okay. Let's make some picks for him then. Oh, he just picked Debo Samuel 96th. And now he is on the clock to start round nine. I'll recap round eight for everybody. Round eight was Waddle, Fant, Goddard, Michael Thomas, Devontae Smith, AJ Dillon, Trey Sermon, Marquez Callaway, Michael Pittman. Corey Davis, Jalen Hurts, and Debo Samuel. So that's uh, that's round eight. Corey Davis going 94th overall is a lot more logical than what people were saying right after that big game a few weeks ago. He we went round six yesterday in our analysts yeah, uh, draft-a-thon league. So is... it's not just a Twitter thing. It's not just a non uh Fantasy football world thing. It, it's uh, it's real. Uh, let's take a look at the roster grid. Uh, Dan is one of two teams that does not have a starting quarterback. I'm sure you're fine with that. I am one of three teams that does not have a tight end. So we'll see if Logan Thomas makes it back to me. If he does, I will grab him. And uh, James Con- Ronald Jones and James Connor just went. And lo- oh, there goes Logan Thomas. So Good. Finally, Good. Logan Thomas. That was too... And I'm actually going to here. This is an interesting spot. I feel like I do need to start building out a little bit of running back depth. I don't like to here because for a lot of reasons, but a lot of the guys I liked have been coming off the board. AJ Dillon was someone I was targeting. So I'm going to go a little further down the rankings for a PPR play that I just really liked this year with Mac Jones coming into the picture. I'm going to go with James White here. I know it seems like it's a little bit early. It's always going to feel a little bit early here. You're taking him over guys like Jamal Williams, uh, Zach Moss, who I just don't see too much upside for in the red zone there or really anywhere. Kenyon Drake, um, not on that train either. The only other one I considered here was Sony Michelle, who's an interesting one with more upside probably than anyone I mentioned. But in full point PPR with Mac Jones in the mix, I, I, I like James White here a lot. All right, so Heath, you have Daryl Henderson and you went zero RB. So in your mind, what's the better thing to do here? Take Sony Michelle and lock up the backfield 
especially since this is one where there, you know, some people think Sony Michelle might end up starting, uh, or get a piece of another backfield and give yourself more upside. I would prefer to get a piece of another backfield and give myself more upside, but I still don't have um, what I would consider to be my flex. And there is a player, it's round nine, and there's a player who I think should be going two rounds earlier than this. And I understand why everyone's scared to death of him. I no, know don't, you're don't, a big don't fan. Do don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to take Brandon Cook. Damn you. This has been a brutal round for me. Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby, Brandon Cook's all off the board. The one good thing, not quite as brutal when you had that mock a couple weeks ago when you did the back to back round seven eight uh, Texans. <laughs> Do you remember that one? It was like Cooks and Cooks David and Johnson. Like David yeah. Johnson, I think at the time he was like considered a potential starter there. That was that one's painful. I'm pretty sure it was rounds eight and nine. Uh, but thank you for bringing that up. Brandon Cooks. I don't off know. The I think it was seven eight. I think it was seven eight as well. And I wasn't even on the show. I just I'm heard that. Sure. No, it was either. I'm telling you, it was either six seven or eight nine because I I had an early. I had the first pick. I'm pretty. <laughs> Might sure. have been six seven. I hope it was eight nine. Uh, DJ Chark selected, and that brings up my team. I'm not going to take a tight end because everybody has a tight end now. So I'm going to wait at least a round. Some people will take backups. Good choice. Lean into it now. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll probably... All right. Uh, now it's just best available player. Michael Gallup, I like quite a bit here. We're at pick 104. And let's see the best running backs. Maybe I'll take one of those... swing. Uh, well, Sonny Michelle would be actually pretty interesting. Jamal Williams. Well, I, you, you need to make sure you build some more running back depth. It's just taking best player available here, buddy. A.J. Dillon's off the board. Tony Pollard. Uh, who's my, who was my first round pick? Oh, it was Adams. Uh, I'm going to take Michael Gallup. I feel like that would get a seal of approval from Heath. Yeah, I think that's a good pick there. Whew. Okay. All right. So uh, we probably we maybe we'll do um, we'll do ten rounds on the air, and we'll call it a day. And we are uh, almost done with round nine, so we'll get you 120 picks on the air and, and build our teams. The rest will be the rest will be backup quarterbacks and uh, and the like. And we'll see what TJ does here with. And, and Jamal Williams hasn't gone yet. That was another one in our uh, draft yesterday. I think Jake Seeley took him in round seven before me. And Jake, when we talked to him on later in the night, is very excited about Jamal Williams, whether DeAndre Swift is healthy or not. Jamal Williams. Can you be can you be excited about both DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams this year? That's I asked right, you because I know you right. might be the one. No, it's ridiculous, it, Dan. It's ridiculous. It's like this is the Lions. This is we had three people from Sportsline come on and say hammer the under on the Lions. Five wins. Right. They're not even going to get five freaking wins. They're horrible, and there's way too much excitement fantasy wise about Lions players this year, in my opinion. And there's only excitement about three of them. So that's probably too much. Completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, but you know, go ahead. But uh, I want to hear from Heath because I know Heath is big on at least Swift. I'm not so sure. Williams as well potentially. I have actually drafted Jamal Williams on more teams than I've drafted DeAndre okay. Swift. So yeah, I think you can't because of cost and because they don't have any wide receivers. And like, I, agree, I, understand, I agree about the cost. I understand yeah. traditionally why being a bad team is bad for running backs. I don't necessarily think and. I don't remember the last time Anthony Lynn had a winning record with the Chargers, and their running backs never seemed to suffer from it. They won five games in 2019 and had two fantastic running backs. Like, when your offense is going to funnel 33% of your targets to running backs, 
being behind does not hurt you. I don't know if they had a terrible offense that year, though. I mean, they may have won five games, but I guarantee their offense was better than what the Lions are going to have this year. But honestly, I, I, as much as I don't really like Jamal Williams, like you get him a hundred something overall. There is, there's no downside to that. There's only upside. It's a great, it's a good I, pick. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't use the term. There's only upside. I feel the ceiling is capped. I, I feel like there's upside on him beating out his ADP, but how? how High can I mean how much can he beat out that ATP? It depends ADP? if Swift I'm is not healthy. So sure I buy into that. Swift has trouble staying healthy. I mean, yes, that's, that's, agreed. If Swift is injured, but you can say that about a lot of these situations. Well, he's already injured, but yeah, go ahead. Do you remember the 2019 Chargers? No, Phillip I Rivers don't. Rivers threw 24 touchdowns, 23 touchdowns, and 20 interceptions. Where do they rank in scoring? I ha- I haven't got that far yet, but they they were definitively not good offensively. They were 21st in points for. I guarantee that's better than what the Lions will be this year. The Lions will not be 21st. That's really not that bad. Now, sometimes there are defensive scores that factor into that, like the Patriots a few years ago had a bunch of them, but I, I doubt that's the case. It's, it's, you know, it's rare. Um, I'm going to take Jamal Williams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or I might take Sony Michelle. With, uh, or Kenyon Drake. I just, I, I, the point I was trying to make was I, I understand the logic behind being worried about the offense. I don't think it matters as much when Anthony Lynn's running the offense and you don't have any wide receivers. I took Tony Pollard, by the way. I said to myself, look, there's Jamal Williams, there's Bill's guys. I don't know if Singletary's still available, uh, but there's Zach Moss, there's Kenyon Drake. Who's the guy who could win? Because I have four running backs that are start worthy. Who's the guy that could win me the league? And that's Tony Pollard. It's not Sony Michelle. It's not Jamal Williams. They're more usable as flexes. I don't need that for my teams. I have I'm running back heavy. So I what do you think? And I you may not have heard about it. What do you think about the fact? Um, and I think it's JJ Zacharyson's done the research that running backs who are backing up first or second round draft picks are not usually the league winning running backs in the later rounds or the waiver wire. Yeah, Chris. It's usually about running backs whose starters are in the mid range, because they're more likely to lose their job. I think that's true. Yes, it's pretty interesting. I'm sure it's not really a theory. Uh, I'm sure it's no, true. it's not a theory. It's it's right. research, well researched. I guess I just don't feel like Sony Michelle has every down back potential. Nor do I have. Do I think he has uh, the potential to really carry a full workload and stay healthy? Right. Um. So I think uh, most likely outcome is Michelle is better than Pollard, but if it's just an upside play, I'd still take Pollard. But no, it's it's a good point, Heath. It's a good point. I was just thinking like the guys that are still left that would fit the other um, side of that would have been Jamal Williams, who's and Kenyon Drake, um, Zach Moss, uh, Leonard Fournette. Like those guys are all in situations where there's probably more paths to them being the starter. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and they just went. You took, uh, you took, and I just Jamal took Drake. And you took Drake. Good. <laughs> and, you know, it's a good case. It's a strong case right there. I think there's also some evidence. I'm and now. I'm not. I don't want to quote anyone on this because I'm not exactly sure where. I don't remember where I saw it. But in these ambiguous backfields, the one where we're not so sure who's going to be the starter, I believe it's the usually the the value is with the guy who's drafted after the the, the second one in ADP. Is that correct? Does anyone has anyone seen this ambiguous running back theory? I have, but I don't know for sure. Okay. I'm okay. not even sure I pulled the last thing I said correctly. Hey, by the way, Heath, um, <laughs> there there are, um, let's see, 
looking at top 12 running backs, we have had a running back finish top 12 in PPR. Last year, we had a running back finish top 12. It was on the 30th ranked offense. The year before that, 26th. The year before that, uh, 22nd. The year before that, 32nd. 2016, 29th. So for the last five years, we've had one running back finish top 12 on an offense that ranked 26th or worse in scoring. I have talked about this. It doesn't matter as much as it used to. If you are a running back on a bad offense, but you dominate touches and are involved in the passing game, it really doesn't matter. So just keep that in mind. James Robinson was the example last year. David Montgomery has been an example. Um, he was, you know, he was on the 23rd ranked offense last year. So it's not a huge deal. Key right. factor there, though, I think that you said, Adam, is that you also need to be have some involvement in the passing yeah. game. Absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> I think that's it. I think that's gonna do it for our show. I'll recap round ten. So we're into round eleven. Uh, let me get round ten up. Oh, okay, it was Savan Ahmed. Mike Williams, Miko Hardman, Darnell Mooney, Tony Pollard, Mike Kosicki, Jamal Williams, Terrace Marshall, Kenyon Drake, Marquise Brown, Elijah Moore, and Curtis Samuel. Well, we might as well do 11, <sighs> might as well do 11 rounds. Azer stats just sniped me hard. With Tyson Ooh, Williams. Tyson. What a run of snipings. Justin Fields in round 11, Sony Michelle, Leonard Fournette, Zach Moss, Tyson Williams. Did Justin Fields go ahead of Joe Burrow? Ryan Tannehill yep, is still Ryan on the board? Tannehill. Okay, yeah. timeout. Ryan Tannehill is still on the board. Do you remember my normal people rant from earlier <laughs> in the draft? <laughs> I'm taking Ryan Tannehill if he comes back to me here. Well, you should. Yeah, I think I would like to see how many quarterbacks and running backs you can draft. I just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to take another handcuff? I'm going to take JD McKissick? Well, um, like your number what three wide receiver is either a rookie that's practiced like six times or the third wide receiver on the Cowboys. Oh yeah, so I'll take. I mean, I guess I could take Henry Ruggs here. That would be a good pick. But you could you could buy into the Devontae Parker back at practice. I, I, I oh fine. Th- I fine, think Sterling fine. Shepard would be the right pick here because that gives you a little bit of floor. You've got the upside covered. Yeah. That's All right, fair. fine. I'll take Sterling Shepard. You're right. Couldn't the same be? I have a question with regards to that because there's another player on the board (laughs) who I think fits a little. I'm curious what you guys think about this. There's a player on the board who I think fits a little bit better into what Heath just broke down as the floor type uh, receiver pick here, and that's Jarvis Landry. I'm not sold that Odell Beckham is going to be the number one target in that offense now, and I feel like Landry has consistently garnered a ton of targets with Baker. And I feel like to me, he's almost a safer play with Shepard, but no one likes Landry this year. He only comes off the board so late. He came off the board after Shepard, a few others. What are your guys' thoughts on Landry in that offense? I I don't really know. I I have a speculation, but I don't really want to say it out loud. Hmm. Um because like first off, I think it's such a low volume pass offense. And with Beckham there. It's just hard for me to to find a projection that makes Landry look like someone I want to draft. And I don't know that he, he didn't have very much upside when he was in his early 20s. Um, I don't see upside like, with him. <laughs> right. <wanna> clear. <laughs> right. And so, but I don't know, like, what was his floor last year? He averaged 55 yards a game 
and caught right. f- less than five passes a game. All right. he ha- yeah. I have zero interest in him when Beckham's healthy. Zero. When Beckham gets hurt in week four, misses the rest of the season, he's going to be a number, a borderline number two, three wide receiver in PPR. That he's he's a handcuff, basically, and like you, there, you he's going to be a must roster. I think Landry would be a must start if Beckham's out. Obviously, I'm kidding about Beckham playing four games and missing the year, but Beckham's probably you'd have to say the most injury prone wide receiver in football, if not Will Fuller. I don't know, but um, well, probably Will Fuller. Yeah, Beckham. Beckham's got you know Beckham played 16 games a couple years ago. We played the entire year with the sports hernia, basically. So. Uh, he's yeah. he's really he's right had multiple up there. lower body injuries to the same area. Yeah, so like last year, the yards were so bad. But look at the catches in the last five games of the season for for Landry, eight, eight, six, seven, five, and he's caught three touchdowns in those games. So I I think you know he's a he's basically Jarvis Landry once Beckham gets hurt. But God, before that, no, I don't think so. Sorry, I, Heath was kind of like. Like a little wishy-washy on it. I just wanted to bring the heat. I just wanted to bring the heat. We're gonna I do this it. whole damn draft. I, I don't. I don't totally see how Shepard is that all that much different from that. But I, but I do get it. No, Shepard is that. But he doesn't really low volume. But he's he on a really to, low volume pass offense. Oh, because Evan Ingram's gonna be. I, I think Evan Ingram's probably gonna end up on IR. It's I'm not just that Evan Ingram's gonna be back. Daniel Jones is, has doesn't average many pass has not averaged many passing yards no. a game in his entire thirty-two game sample size almost. Oh, he was injured for a few games. I'm saying Evan Ingram's gonna be out. At the start of the year, I, oh, I anticipate. I, I anticipate. I mean, we, we don't know anyone. Sterling Shepard's the only confirmed giant that's playing week one right now, right? It seems like Galladay is. They all practice play. today, though. They all practice in full pads today. Galladay, Rudolph, Slayton. Let's recap our teams here. Uh, he, uh, Schneer, you had the fourth pick, so go for it. Wow, uh, that was a mispronunciation of my last name. Normally, I wouldn't care, but the one time I mispronounced yours, it was a whole big thing, so... We're going to take my team right Daniel, now. We'll go over it. Us. There you go. You got it, Keith. Uh, <laughs> one time, one he calls time, you uh, Keith, dude. He anyway, back to my Keith. team. I stand by that was just me rolling off the last word that ended in a K into, into Heath. That name. was five words let's, before let's you said on. Heath. So, you know. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Run the tape back. Let's move on. My team yeah. right now, Ezekiel Elliott first. Then I went second round. I got uh, my favorite player here in this range, Justin Jefferson. Then third round, I was expecting a pound receiver, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire is there. He's one of my favorite uh, values in the draft. Got him. Fourth round came back with Mike Evans, so now I have Zeke, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jefferson Evans, and I finally got my guy the first time I was able to draft him this whole season. Kyle Pitts in round five. I've seen him go off the board in round four too often, so it wasn't possible any of those other times. Uh, After that, hold on, it's my pick, so let me make this pick first, and I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford, who I think is going to do well in that McVay offense, my first quarterback. Then after that, I filled out the rest of my roster by taking Jamar Chase as my wide receiver three, LaVisca Chenault as my flex, and then some bench guys, James White, Kenyon Drake, Michael Pittman, Zach Moss, and now finally, Matthew Stafford as my starting queue. All right, so Stafford, Zeke, CEH, Jefferson, Evans, and Chase, Kyle Pitts, Chenault at flex with James White, Kenyon Drake, Pittman, and Moss on the bench. Solid, solid squad. Heath, your team from the sixth spot. Yes, I have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So that's yeah, nice. but who cares? What else do you have? <laughs> I have DeAndre Hopkins, Deontay Johnson, and Adam Thielen. Right, I feel pretty what? good about those wide receivers. Uh-huh. Um, and then my running backs are a bit of a, an adventure. Daryl Henderson, Melvin Gordon, 
Trey Sermon, Justin Jackson, Jamal Williams, and Tony Jones. I also have Brandon Cooks in my flex. This is this is a zero RB team. And I am very, very comfortable entering a full PPR week one with this roster. What you have to decide, listeners, at going into your draft is are you like can you feel okay with these kind of running backs? Do you feel okay with your ability to go get somebody else to start? Do you think Melvin Gordon's going to start early in the year and Trey Sermon could be really big mid-year? If you don't, if you don't feel comfortable with these running backs, don't just don't don't do zero RB. I wonder when you took Thielen, if you had taken, you know, Miles Gaskin instead. You know, I, I, I'm with Heath for going Thielen there, though, because it was still a starting spot for Heath at that point, and he made a great case with with Irv out. This is a great case for Thielen being a better value right now because his AP is not going to move much if you're drafting this weekend and we're drafting today. And I, I love that case he made personally, and it was still a starting spot at the time. So Heath's team is Mahomes, uh, Daryl Henderson, Melvin Gordon, Hopkins, Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Cooks. And then nothing but running backs on his bench. He's going to make one more pick here. But he's going to he's going to win quarterback and tight end every, almost every week. He's going to have an edge there, especially tight end. And then he's going to have a lot. I feel like he's going to compete or have an edge at all those receiver spots. So yeah, he'll lose a little bit at running back week to week. But the, we'll see. I mean, a lot of these projected backs right now that are going to give us edges that we drafted high. I don't know if they'll be that way by you know mid season point. All right, my team out of the six, no, the eighth spot. Excuse me, was Tom Brady at quarterback. Najee Harris, Chris Carson at running back, um, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, and Devontae Smith at wide receiver. I don't really want to tell you about the rest of my team. Let's just leave it the, with the good vibes of those. Let's really stuff. focus on the rest of your team for like an entire episode <laughs> next week where we just talk about <laughs> where things went wrong. Uh, no, this team is fine. Uh, so again, it's Brady and... Harris and Carson are running back. Adams, Moore, Devontae Smith. Gus Edwards is my flex. Truth be told, I think Chase Edmonds or Sterling Shepard might be my flex in week one. Uh, it depends on the matchups. You Don't you dare say that. You just took Gus Edwards in the fifth round, and you're not sure you can start in week one? Well, I like Chase Edmonds, so I took one round later. It depends on the matchups. I'll play the matchups. Full PPR. Uh, Gerald Everett is my tight end, and I took, I took Evan Ingram. I just took those with my last two picks that aren't DSTs. Um, but I think the strength of my team is I have four good running backs and I will trade one of them for Kyle Pitts. When Schneier doesn't have a good set RB2, I'll say, hey, you give me Kyle Pitts, I'll give you Chase Edmonds. Also throw in, uh, you throw in something else because that's how I do trades. And, you know, my team will look a lot better. So there you go. Yeah, I'm going to take Chase Edmonds for Clyde Edwards-Alaris, who's currently my RB2. And I'll give you Pitts too, why not? <laughs> there you go. Uh, that is it for today's show. I want to thank an, an awesome group of guys uh, for drafting. Really appreciate that. And we had a, a really solid draft. And no, these results will not be posted. And uh, there is no video on this either. So you just have to take our word for it. Joe Burrow just went 155th overall. That it, Love that value. Oh, uh, why don't you just post the results, Adam? How, I can't. Can I do that or no? <laughs> you could. But it's just more work I was trying to give you. I, I can't. Why can't I just like post a link to it and make it a public league? Can I do that? Um, you could. I was just saying, write an article. I'm not writing an article about it. That is, <laughs> that is just not happening. <laughs> 
but Schneier will. All right, we'll talk to you all later. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Fantasy Football Today. Got a mailbag coming out here. There's a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.